How's it going? Hope you're having a great day. Welcome to the repost of my live stream. If you guys are new here and don't know, I have a YouTube channel where I do a lot of knife making tutorials, but on Sunday I also do a live stream. My channel is called Dave Irving Invader Knives. Alright, enough about me, let's get to the clips. Welcome to the live stream. Sorry about last week, but last couple of weeks my back was killing me and having all kinds of problems. Uh, Let's uh, forget the past and get started with the future. <laughs> if you're watching this on the repost, make sure to leave comments or uh, any questions you have about knife making or any of your passions. This live stream, you know I'm a knife maker, but this live stream is mainly about following our passions and developing our passions and getting all that kind of stuff done. Hey, what's up, Bootleg Blades? What's up, Aaron? Actually... My scheduling and all that's messed up. I was like, wait, is this Easter Sunday? No one's going to show up, but it's Palm Sunday, so. <laughs> it was going to be ironic because the title of this is I Don't Want to Be Humble. Let's just jump into that. And before everyone jumps on my case, what's up, Loaderman? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Before everyone jumps on my case, because I know it's a big deal about being humble, and you got to be humble, and it's just a big trend that last week when my back was all messed up, when I'm not working, my head gets all twisted and I start thinking, overthinking everything. And on YouTube, I see a lot of guys that say, stay humble, stay humble. Shepherds Forge H, my good friend Heath, at the end of every video, he always says, stay humble. Matty Hapoya says it a lot in his videos. Jeremy from Simple Little Life, I think he even has it tattooed on his fingers. Work hard and stay humble. Me being the inquisitive person, I went and I looked it up and the definition of being humble is, I have to read it just to make sure, having or showing low estimate of self-importance and the opposite of being humble is being proud. It made me think, no one should show low self-importance of themselves. I understand the minimalist of being humble, but I want to be grateful. I want to be respectful. I want to be helpful. Being humble, working hard at something, and then saying, oh, well, this isn't that good, that just doesn't make sense to me. A lot of guys, like Jeremy from Simple Little Life, that guy helps more people with knife making. He's very respectful. If you ever talk to him, he's like the happiest, cheerful person, and he really inspires people. He should be proud of that, not humble about it. I just think the word has been taken out of context. Remember, this is my opinion. I could be wrong. I'm wrong about a lot of things. Bootleg Blades, I don't really do humble very well, but you have a good point. Nobody likes a jack-off show-off. See, and that's the other point. Just because you're not humble doesn't mean you have to be conceited. It doesn't mean you have to stop learning. It doesn't mean you have to brag about what you do. Just be proud. If you work hard at what you do, and you put everything into that, you should be proud of it. Don't downgrade it. You just put everything, every part of your soul into what you're working on, and you're going to tell people it's not that good? And I understand the other side. You can't be like, oh, this is the best thing I ever did. This is better than other people. Um, you can't be conceited. You can't be complacent about these things. There's that fine balance. If you listen to my live streams a lot, I'm always talking about finding that balance. To me, humble is the wrong word. No one should ever show low self-importance about something they worked on. 
And if they're feeling a low self-importance, they should work to make that better. Like that last, you know, two weeks ago when I took that whole week off, my back was messing up. I was sleeping too much and I was just getting out of it. Now I started getting depressed and all this stuff. And yeah, you start feeling bad about yourself and like, oh, I should be up working. But that's something you should change. You shouldn't want to be humble. That's the definition of humble, showing low self-importance. Why would I want to do that? I want to be proud. It even says, you look up the definition, it says the opposite, proud. I want to be proud of myself. I want to be proud of my work. I want to be proud that I help others. I want to be proud that I'm respectful to others. And I'm grateful for every little step I take and every little platform that I go from. I want to be proud of those things. I don't want to downgrade it. You have to learn. Just because you got good at something doesn't mean you have to brag about it and be boisterous and be like, yes, I'm better than you. Because that's wrong too. There's such a large scope of being humble to being overly bragging and think you're the best. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying, oh, you have to be your best. That makes sense. Be the best person you can be and work hard at it. Do what you can. Like I said, being humble, just it's just a big trend I see a lot of people saying. Be humble. Stay humble. Well, I don't think that's very good. If being humble means make yourself less important than you are, then I don't want to be that. I work very hard at what I do. I put a lot of effort into helping others, and I'm very respectful at what I do. Bootleg blades. Well, the problem is a lot of people don't know the real definition of words. The poor pay the teachers and the education system of the country for the past three decades. Yeah, that's why I had to go look it up, because it's like, I'm horrible with words. Let me put that in context. I'm actually really great at writing lyrics and expressing myself, but when it comes to definitions, a lot of times I get them wrong. Once I looked this up and I was like, that's what being humble means. Meek beginnings, humble beginnings. It means you start with nothing. I don't want to stay that way. I want to learn. I want to progress. I want to build. That makes sense. It's a word that is misused. VK Blacksmith. Hey, what's up, guys? Aaron says meekness is what he wants. They say the meek will inherit the earth. I don't know. It just dawned on me because I see a lot of people saying it. Be humble. Stay humble. And I understand. There's a lot of people out there that want to be minimalist. Really, I should put that, you know, being a, a minimalist actually seems like a good way to be. Because me, I have way too much stuff and everything gets cluttered and can't walk in my shop because I have so much stuff. Now, being a minimalist seems like a whole different thing than being humble. When I read the definition that said show low self-importance, that just kind of made me think, why would I want to do that? Why would I... Why would I want to make myself, being modest and all that, I understand that, but to make yourself smaller or have less importance than what you really are, after you've put all this work into something, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, whew, taking that week off, but I'll tell you what, I got the new chair, I actually got a new chair here too, this chair, more comfortable, and you won't hear me squeaking all the time, because <laughs> that wooden chair was a pain it was literally a pain in the butt. <laughs> this one's a lot more comfortable. It's actually bouncy, too. 
I'm having back problems. It's just debilitating. Spent a, a lot of money on a new gaming chair. And it was crazy because I sat in it. The first two hours I sat in it, my back cracked like 12 times. I mean, it felt great, but it was like, oh, man. And I haven't had, like, headaches since or any... I have upper back problems because when I'm sitting here grinding or, or working on stuff, I'm still hunched over. I still have to remember to, like, stretch my back and flex my back and all that. Let me show you guys what I've been working on yesterday. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you've already seen this, but check this out. Boom! I moved the heat treat oven, the big one. I took it apart. I put new uh, sides on there, and I put it for the new elements and all that. So if you look to the left, the small one, I put the roof on that yesterday. I'm going to put the same elements in the big oven that I have in the small one. But I had to wait and let everything dry. Hey, what's up, Chip? How's it going? You just missed my rant on uh, being humble and how I don't want to be humble. <laughs> BK Blacksmith says, I'm proud of my work and proud of my tools. I worked my butt off for it. Exactly. That's my point. Why would I want to lessen everything I put into it? Why work hard for something if you're not going to be proud about it? So, Chip, you missed because I said I don't want to be humble because humble means showing less, less importance of yourself. If you work hard, be proud. But don't be too overproud and be cocky. But I'm sure you'll go back and watch the beginning of this anyway. <laughs> but I had a couple of people, or I see a lot of this trend for new knife makers. They talk about, oh, I have all these unfinished knives around. And believe me, I've got knives everywhere in my house. It was a big thing for me where I would go and I would work on, start working on one knife and I'd get to a point where I would start messing that knife up. So I'd start on a new knife, and my whole philosophy was like, oh, well, I'll come back and finish this knife when I get better. But I never did. Oh, by the way, check it out. This is the new Evader knife shirt. Let me know what you guys think. I haven't put it up on the website, but I think I am. It's just like Evader knife, handmade designs, made in America, plain and simple. I don't know if I should drop the logo down a little bit more or what. I wanted to see what it looked like before I bought it. Or got it put out in the process. Chip says he's been waiting all week for this and almost missed it. <laughs> yeah, so I figured just an easy boom. And since on the other shirt, everyone bought it with the straight logo. Because I like the logo where it was curved. I'm trying to look in, I'm trying to look at myself instead of looking at the camera. I like it curved. But everyone seemed to buy the straight logo. So I just used the straight logo. And bam, you know, I left the knife out. If you see my other shirt, there's like a knife in the middle in the hands of handmade designs. I figured this would just tell it as it is. But anyway, getting back to the, the knife thing, I, I was looking at myself being vapid. <laughs> and noticed I had the shirt on and almost forgot about that. It's a big trap to fall into as a knife maker or probably anything that you're trying to learn as a hobby or a new skill. As you start getting better at things, Rhino54, hey, how's it going? Haven't seen you for a while. Hope everything's good in uh, France. Rhino54 says, we should be proud of our work, but always remember there are others that are better and to strive to equal them. People like me and people like you and Jeremy that share what you know are examples, are examples, to, examples to others. 
As you can see, I'm not good at reading. <laughs> That's 100% what I'm saying. That's true. Jeremy has stay humble on his fingers, but that guy helps more people. He helped me when I was starting out. Every once in a while, I'll DM him or stuff like that, talk to him on Instagram. And he's the nicest guy in the world. It's not like an on-camera, I want to say facade, but it's not like an on-camera personality. When you talk to him, he's really like that. He, he's really nice and really helpful. He should be proud of that. He should be proud that he's helped so many knife makers. And he's always learning. Like his last couple of videos where he's, he even went to take a class to learn to sharpen, which I think I need to do because sharpening is my weakest point. LHI Production, hey, what's going on? I'm not saying if you're not humble, you have to be, oh, I'm the best. Or you have to be cocky and stop learning, get conceited, all those C words. <laughs> Complacent, that's the other word I'll stick out. Keep learning, but take pride in what you do. Take pride in everything you do. If you're not doing something well, work harder to make it better. <laughs> As I read the comments, I get off track. When I was making knives, I would get to a point where I'd mess up. I was like, oh man, I'll just put this knife to the side and I'll fix it later when I get better. Instead of trying to get better right then and fix it. And I've got knives all over the shop that are just horrible. Bad knives, bad prototypes. But one thing I learned after a couple years or a year of working is these knives aren't going to go any further. You're not going to come back six months later and finish them. So you might as well, if they're wrecked, if there's mistakes on them, fix those mistakes or regrind them, learn how to fix your mistakes. Use these bad knives to make yourself better, if that makes sense. Because I've got a whole rack of knives just sitting there from two years ago that, oh, I'm going to finish these later. I'm going to come back and, and get these done. Man, I like this bouncy chair. <laughs> I'm not used to it. I'm used to sitting on a wooden stool. Chip says, I hate to start a new knife until I finish one. I'm working on, I should say, fixing on. Bootlegs, I stopped mailing knives and now just build forges. <laughs> Bootleg blades, that forge you built is sweet. Yeah, man did a good job on it definitely good job on it <laughs> see Aaron says he gives them away you know what's funny that's actually one of my topics Aaron. it's like we're on the same wavelength <laughs> I used to do that I have all these knives sitting around and people be like oh man can you send me that knife or or uh, I had a bunch of knives and a guy contacted me he's like oh man someone stole all my knives you know, someone broke into my house, stole all my knives and all this. So I sent him, like, 10 knives that were, like, 90 to 95% done. And then there was another guy that's like, oh, and I showed him how this knife was messed up, or I posted it, this knife is messed up. He's like, hey, my son and me want to finish a knife or work on a knife. Can you send me that? I charged them for shipping, but I didn't charge them for the knives. Never heard back from them again. My friend's like, man, you're such a sucker. People just want your stuff, and here you're giving it to them. My point was, well, that's fine. So I'm a sucker, I send it away. But maybe, in little chance, that these guys really do what they say, or this guy really did have his knives stolen. But I stopped doing that because people aren't grateful. 
I don't mind giving my old stuff that I'm not using away and, and stuff. Let them use it more. But when people just show no appreciation for it and you get the sense of, man, these people are just, uh, just lying. And, and it's, it sucks that that's the way life has become or, or people have become that can't trust people. Because it's great to help people. Someone wants to start getting into knife making and all that. I go out of my way to help them because I had people that helped me and I would ask questions and they'd answer questions for me and help me out. I remember those times where I just feel like I'm getting nothing accomplished and I need just that little push or that little inspiration or that little help. When people show no appreciation for it, I mean, they're contacting you, asking you for something. In the least, I'm not even asking for much or, or like, oh, thank you so much, thank you so much. But hey, Send me a picture. You obviously have my information because you contacted me. Show me a picture of what you and your kid are doing with this knife. Or, or show me how you're finishing these knives I sent you. Any little thing. It's just like, oh man, we got, we, we, we got what we want. So, boom, we're out. Actually, I just stopped messing up knives so I didn't have any to send. <laughs> Oh, there's the complacency. <laughs> no, but that's one thing. If See, I'm really bad with finishing things that I started. And Kevin Hart was on Joe Rogan two weeks ago, if you watch uh, or listen to Joe Rogan's podcast. And he did a whole thing, Kevin Hart, where he's like, the one thing his mom instilled in him is, if you're going to start something, you have to finish it. It's like, you don't have to finish it good. You don't have to become the best. You don't have to become better than anyone else. But if you're going to start something, you have to finish it. That's that's something that I really need to work on. That's one of my weakest points. I have like 10 knives here that are 95% done. They're close to being finished. But I, I start other projects like, oh man, I want to get the heat treat oven done. I'm working on all these things, but man, that heat treat oven. Well, I'll have two heat treat ovens soon. I can't wait. <laughs> Man, that means I can do stainless in one and high carbon in the other or whatever and boom, boom, boom. <laughs> so check this out. If you guys watched the live stream a couple weeks ago, I told you, oop, I better remember where that goes. I told you I bought this new wheel thing. It was on like this. So I was like, oh man, I can't put that on because my other one is attached like this. If you take that block off, these two holes are the same width as this. Yeah, just take the block off and bam. I put it all together. That's what it's gonna look like. Whoops, I'm gonna drop everything. The belt comes down, it'll be under here, and boom. So I can't wait to use that. <laughs> On the point of finishing knives, I've actually been doing some hand sanding. I did some time lapse of it, so maybe I'll put it in Monday's video. Boom, there we go. I'm gonna put a couple more coats and maybe buff it out. If uh. You guys watch uh, Relic Wood Co. He does, man, if you guys are into like forging all that, want to learn forging, this guy, man, makes his own Damascus and, and a bunch of good stuff. Yeah, Relic Wood Co. But he just did a thing because I was a carpenter, but I didn't work on like exotic woods and finishing woods and all that stuff. We just slapped up houses. What he does is he uses a buffer, but he doesn't use compound on his buffer for woods. That's actually, uh, what is that, Danish oil on there? I don't know whether look at the camera or look at my screen, but boom. 
it's got these nice designs, so I got to put a couple more coats of it, and then I'll probably buff it out, but I was hand sanding on this one, but I think I need to go back, put it on the belts a little bit more, because right back here, they're a little uneven. They probably don't look uneven, but to my eye, they are. These are coming out pretty good. I've done, what, like four or five wood handles? <laughs> and I still got this one that I got a hand sand. All we got to do after that is logos. Kydex. <laughs> one day, maybe I'll try leather. I bought a bunch of leather a long time ago and all the tools, and, and I still haven't tried it. I'd like to, though. Man, after uh, not being here for a couple weeks, uh, I haven't been, I've been working hard and haven't been writing things down, so I'm kind of out of topics. Anything you guys want to talk about? Uh, anything about knives or anything? <laughs> or passions or anything like that? Uh, questions? Chip's always saying he's got questions, so if you got questions, uh, fire away. I got to be more prepared next time. Two weeks off and, uh, well, one week off and then one week fighting cameras and, and fighting that last video where I was wiring the heat treat oven, I've never had so many problems in my life. <laughs> it's like, it's almost like I forgot everything I knew about setting up cameras and photography and all that. Two of the cameras cut off. My Canon camera, this camera over here, the one that's doing that shot, my Canon, that has like a 30 minute time limit. But what I've learned is Sony doesn't have a time limit but if you let it run for over an hour or something, cuts off. And I don't know if it's because it cut off, because it overheated or what. That whole hour and 30 minutes was corrupt. The whole file was just useless. I have some programs where I can recover corrupted files. But man, this file was just... I saved the footage, but it looked bad. It, it just wasn't usable. So it's like... The last hour of wiring, and that's why in that last video, I had to like reshoot everything. It's like that whole last hour was just gone. Unusable. Gotta remember, it's little mistakes like that, that uh, you have to be persistent about. And Wednesday, I thought, or Tuesday night, I had most of the footage done. And I was like, man, I can't put out this half-assed half video. I gotta go down Wednesday. I gotta reshoot it all. And then I got to spend it and re-edit it. And now I could have tucked my head between my legs and gone off crying home with my ball in my hand or whatever that uh, cliche is. And believe me, my OCD is like, you have to finish it. You have to finish it. Put out what you got. But it's like, nope. Instead of hitting that Wednesday deadline that I usually hit, just get back on in the saddle. You missed a whole week last week. Take a few days and, and shoot it and get it all figured out and get it all worked out. Tail between, yeah, my tail between my legs. That's what it is. Thanks, Chip. <laughs> yeah, Bootleg Blade says his M50 has a 29-minute uh, time limit. In fact, this Sony camera, the 6400, is like the first camera they've put out that doesn't have time limits. And it's awesome because, man, especially when I'm, like, grinding or something... Because I always forget time. I used to think, man, I'm going to set a timer on my phone or something to remind me when it's like 25 minutes. Now, the iPhone will record for an hour, but it can also overheat. But actually, I think I might have turned it off by accident. <laughs> and then so I didn't have that footage either. I can sit there and blame the cameras and I can sit there and blame the phone and blame everything else. 
it was me. So it's like the only one to blame is myself. <laughs> BK Blacksmith, yeah. That's the thing. That's what you're supposed to do. You start it and you stop it and then, yeah. In fact, that's what takes me so long when I'm editing these videos. You know, when I edit a video, it takes at the least five hours because I've got four cameras, three or four cameras worth of footage. And, you know, I have to splice them and cut them together and, and put transitions and all that stuff together. But the problem is when you're grinding or you get into something, well, especially grinding, grinding is the best example. I'll be grinding and I won't even realize it's been a half an hour. I'll turn the grinder off and then realize, oh, the camera's been off for 20 minutes. <laughs> Bootleg blades, but my mouth has an 18 minute time limit. So has it really been a problem? <laughs> 32 minutes. I gotta admit, I'm struggling on this one. <laughs> I didn't write a bunch of stuff. I've been so consumed with that heat treat oven stuff that uh, I didn't write anything down. I would go in there. I don't know if I could take the mic in there or if you can hear me. And then I couldn't even see the screen. I'll put that stuff on. I'm going to do a video. I bought some new wire. Like if you guys watched the last video of wiring, I bought some new wire. and I bought some new clips to make it easier for wiring. So I think the last video, which I'm going to start shooting tomorrow, or maybe even later today, depending on how I feel, it's going to be kind of a, a touch-up video. If you go back and watch even like the, the second part where I cemented all the walls together and then drilled them out, well, I didn't do that on my big oven. I did them all separate. It's like going to be the final video, but it's going to be like all little tweaks, things that I got wrong. I don't know if I should be like, watch this video first and then watch the rest of the series so you know what I did wrong in the other videos or anything like that. Chip says Cat Cradle did an awesome video on quenching muddy water. Yeah, Chip, Cat's Cradle Forge, that was an awesome video. Me and him were going back and forth about 5160 and discussing stuff. And I did a video probably over a year ago because everyone's like, oh, you have to use Parks 50. You have to use Parks 50. Which Parks 50 is a quench oil that's almost like water. When you're quenching, like W2, it's a water quench steel. But the problem with quenching in water is it can crack your blade because it's too fast. Parks 50 is like a step down from water. So you don't crack your blade. Now the thing is, a lot of people use it for every steel. And they're like, oh, the other problem with Parks 50 is if you don't have an account or you don't have a connection... It's like, uh, I think I paid 60 bucks for a gallon of it. And then everyone's like, oh, why did you pay 60 bucks a gallon? I've got five gallons for $120. But then you find out they have an account and they can buy it. Anyway, I digress. But everyone's like, Parks 50, you got to use Parks 50, you got to use Parks 50. But if you're doing like 52100 or 80 CRV2 or, or 01, steals that need a slower quench, you're going to need something like McMaster Car 11 Second. Which, that's the main quench I use, McMaster Car, because it's like 20 bucks for a gallon. It's a third of the price, unless you're buying five gallons at a time. So I told him, when I was doing that W2 Parks 50 thing, I was looking up, because a lot of people do these quenches. If you guys watch Walter Sorrels, which I know a bunch of you probably do, he does an interrupted quench, where he puts it in the water real quick, and then puts it in the oil. So I was thinking, man, there has to be a way to mix water and oil. 
doing all this research and I came up with, if you take oil and you take water and you put in two drops of dish soap, they mix and they become one consistent fluid. If you go back and look at the playlist, it's like the W2 McMaster car. No, wait, wait. It was like the small knife. It was, it was these knives. It was the build for these knives. It was like W2 for 1095 Hamones. That's what I did. With the canola oil in the water, with the dish soap, well, it was actually salt water, not just regular water. It was salt water. It went like the Parks 50 was the best. I didn't use regular water because I didn't want to crack my blades. Parks 50, then I used the canola, and then I used McMaster car. And that's exactly the progression. The Parks 50, of course, was the best. It's made for doing hormones and made for that fast quench. But I was surprised how good the canola and water with dish soap was. Now, the other thing I did is I didn't sit there and make a recipe. I just mixed it. I poured like 50% oil and 50% water and a few drops of dish soap and mixed it up. And it worked. So I'm sure if you, in a pinch, needed to like hone in your recipe, like, okay, maybe it's like a quarter oil to three quarters water with a couple drops of salt water, you could probably get it to probably almost to Park's consistencies. My, you know me, I like to experiment with things. And people are like, oh, this has to be done this way. I like to test it. Which I will say, now that I tore my old, my old heat treat oven part, I've got all those extra bricks. And I'm going to use those bricks to make a ghetto forge outside and redo that 01 test. I know, Chip, you were asking for it. Chip was asking me to redo that 01 steel. I'm going to just... Take the bricks and stack them up into a little hut and then take that same torch and, and lock it down and put it in through the bricks. Show you how to make a ghetto forge. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully it'll work. In my head it works. So, <laughs> But there's a lot of things that in my head works that when you put it on paper or, or when you put it into practice, I should say, don't work. <laughs> if you don't try, then you fail. That's been like my biggest mantra, is that the word? I think that's what people use. I think mantra's the word. Here I am throwing out words I don't know the definition of, but I'm pretty sure. If you don't try, you fail 100%. When I realized that, my whole world changed. Because I used to be like, oh, I don't want to try this new thing because I might fail at it. Well, if you don't try, you've already failed. 100% failure rate if you don't try. If you try and you fail... You're that much better because you know why you failed or you know how you failed. You know what made you fail. So you try again and you adjust these little things. and Boom, you make a little progress and you make a little progress. And then you keep trying. You know, that goes back to the knife things. Instead of putting these knives aside saying, oh, I'll come back in a few months or six months when I, I'm better at knife making. Now, I'm going to fix these knives then. I should just sit down because they're already messed up. I've said this plenty of times in my live stream. My best friend that got me into knife making used to say, finish the knife or throw it away. It's messed up. You can't dwell on it. So use this messed up knife and learn how to fix it. Ecom Knives said this a long time ago. Knife making is making mistakes and learning how to fix them. It doesn't matter how good you get at knife making, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to mess up. But when you learn how to fix those mistakes, 
That's when you really know what knife making's about. Chip says he can't get close to his forge now. It throws off some heat. Needs some special clothes so he doesn't catch on fire. <laughs> or maybe turn it down. Turn down the... Yeah, just turn the heat. I mean, not the heat. Turn down the propane. Some have a, a baffle. See, like my old forge, I used a ball valve to control the air. So I could turn up or turn down the propane, and then I could open and close the ball valve to let in air to get the right mix. Oh, he says it really works better now he can turn down the heat. Man, I'm drinking a lot of this. I'm going to drink this whole thing. <laughs> I guess that'll be the time to cut off the live stream when I run out of something to drink. <laughs> Looks like, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I got eight knives I still have to finish. I'm going to do a coffee etch. I don't drink coffee at all. I went and bought one of those pour-over coffee things because... If you guys have watched me for a while, you know I love Peter McKinnon. Talked about how he brought coffee. In fact, Simple Little Life did a coffee video today. I haven't watched it yet. And I told him, he put up on Instagram, he's like, should I do a video on how I make coffee? And I DM'd him and was like, I don't drink coffee, but I'm getting ready to shoot a video on making coffee to do hormones. Because <laughs> I see a lot of guys use coffee soak for Damascus, but I don't know if it would work on Hamones, so that's why I want to try it. I think the reason it works on Damascus is because you have two different steels. It brings out more of a color in one and that others, but I want to try it at least. But it'll be a great B-roll shot, because it'll be like my tribute to Peter McKinnon making a thing of coffee. I bought the pour-over thing and all that just to make some coffee. <laughs> but I'll have to shoot the video backwards because I contacted Niels Vandenberg. If you guys don't watch Neil, if you guys don't watch Green Beetle and you're in the forging, you guys are missing out on that too. Stuart Smith and Niels Vandenberg are like real good buddies and they work together a lot. And man, both those channels have awesome tips. In fact, some of the tips you see me using, you'll be like, oh, that's where he got it from. But Green Beetle put out a thing on Stuart Smith. Yeah, I contacted Niels Vandenberg, and he's like, he's an awesome guy, real helpful. And I asked him about how he does his coffee etch, and he said he puts it in ferric first. I'm going to have to shoot the video where I do all the ferric and do all the polishing to get the hormone to come out. And then I'm going to have to shoot the B-roll for the coffee, and then put the coffee stuff first. I'll just mix it all up. <laughs> Chip said he passed on the coffee video today. Didn't have anything to do with knives. Jeremy's an entertaining guy. It's fun to watch. That's the thing. Sometimes you watch videos to learn. Sometimes you watch to be entertained. Coffee. That's the two things. Coffee and being humble. Those are the two big trends on YouTube these days. <laughs> Alright, I made it to 45 minutes. <laughs> I gotta keep up on uh, my ideas and my content for next week. I got to admit, man, I, I was uh, I was a little nervous there at the 30-minute mark. I didn't think I could make it. <laughs> we made it. I'm going to see what it's like. I'm going to put this shirt up on my website. So if you guys want to go get this shirt, support the channel. I appreciate it. If you guys got any ideas of how to change it, like I was thinking maybe put like a flag behind it, but that might be too much to print and might just be too gaudy and take away from it. I did America and red, white, and blue. No, just red and blue. I guess there's no white in there. But there's white on the evader. 
Made in America is white. I've also got another. It's got, I've got the same design, but if you want it in colors, the made in will be like blue. I don't know. We'll see, but I can do it in other colors too. Chip said he'll get a shirt. I appreciate that. I'm going to go put this up on my website. Should be up there within a couple hours if you guys want to get it. Much love. Really appreciate it. I think we're going to wind it down at this point. Like always, I got to show my Amazon links and my knives. I got two knives up there on the website right now. Hopefully in the next week or two, I'll have about six more up there. Yeah, so Amazon links are on my website, which are up on the cards. See, I put the cards up before the live stream, but I don't know how that goes. But if you're watching the repost, and I'll put all that stuff in the description and in the comments. So if you need to get to my website, it's all that stuff there. My website actually has all my music, all kinds of stuff. It's not just to buy things. If you want to go there, and in fact, I'll give you as a little secret. If you go to the way into my website, you can see where I was going to write a book and a bunch of stuff about my past that I haven't talked about yet. You guys got to keep it secret. <laughs> That'll come one day. Alright. Thanks for watching. I really appreciate all the support. Thanks everyone for showing up. Hope you have a great week. I'm going to get back on this oven. Get a couple videos out this week. If you're just here for the live stream. Hope to see you next Sunday. Even though it's Easter. If you can't make it for Easter. I understand that. I'm a Christian myself. I'll put it out. And I'll be here. I have to be here to take care of my mom and stuff anyway, so I'll do the live stream. If you just want to stop by and say, hey, and I got to go be with my family, I understand. Family is priority number one. Let's have a good week. Thanks for watching. Thanks for all the support. And as always, take it easy.